Hello, and welcome to the Kinepic Knowledge Base podcast. I'm Sabol Choshvat. And I'm Christian Sigeti. We are the CEOs and co-founders here at Kinepic, and every month we are going to be welcoming guests from within lots of different aspects of medicine to talk with us about best practices and new innovations in the industry. Today we are welcoming Dr. Janos Kish from Kinepic, who is a CSO. Hello, Janos, and welcome. Hello. Thank you for the opportunity. Today, uh, I would like to talk about our work at uh, Kinapit. Uh, as a, a chief scientific officer, my responsibility is to organize the preclinical and clinical research. And in, in this aspect, we have to, uh, of course, uh, set up a good uh, collaborative network to conduct our research. And uh, uh, today, I would like to focus on the clinical aspects rather than the preclinical. I would like to tell you the major achievements we, uh, we can show up uh, with these uh, collaborations. In what countries um, does Kinepic have collaborations? Well, actually, you, you know, as a Hungarian company, we have started from Hungary and we have, of course, uh, set up some sites in Hungary first. But after that, we uh, try to reach uh, other uh, uh, partners in the Dach region, the German, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. And our first sites were set up there. So actually, at the moment, we have five collaborative sites in Germany and two in Austria. But also, we would like to extend our network uh, to other parts of Europe and after probably beyond Europe. So we have set up recently a collaboration with an Italian group, and we are negotiating with other partners from the United Kingdom, also from Denmark. So we hope that uh, we can extend our research and collaborat collaborative network soon. This sounds like quite several sites. So what is the common ground and what is the scope of all these collaborations? Well, actually, you know, the most important was that uh, all these partners were interested in our new technology. So most of the partners were uh, identified during uh, meetings, conferences, and uh, it was a pleasure to meet them there personally. And then they uh, came to us to discuss the potential uh, opportunities, the benefits, potential benefits of our technology. So uh, a common motive, I would say, that all of these partners were interested in our technology and they were uh, open-minded and uh, they were ready to find or try uh, new ways of uh, collaboration or research in this respect. So why uh, do you think they find interesting this technology? Well, actually, I think that our technology uh, provides probably a response to unmet medical needs in the field of radiology and uh, vascular surgery. There are some special needs for the doctors and the patients, which are very uh, characteristic, like uh, the reduction of the radiation dose, which is a very important motive. Uh, in general, the dose management in uh, uh, radiology, which means that uh, if we can reduce uh, the radiation dose or, or the contrast agent, the amount of the contrast agent used, it might be very beneficial for the patients and in the case of the radiation also for the medical staff. So uh, they recognized immediately based on our results, which we have published previously, that uh, our technology has the potential to respond 
to these needs. And I think that was the basis of the initiation of these uh, collaborations. Actually, uh, I would like to tell you a few words about the uh, ways how we can collaborate with our partners. Actually, we have developed two types of uh, inter interactions or collaborations. The one we call is a reference lab. Actually, the reference lab is not uh, uh, mainly for the research collaboration, but it, uh, the major aim of the reference lab that we would like to spread over the radiology societies or, or the uh, professionals, uh, this technology. And we would like to achieve several sites uh, would uh, use this technology in their daily routine operation, which means that this is uh, the primary, not uh, the research or the scientific output uh, research collaboration, but rather a, day, a daily use of the technology. And uh, we hope that we can get uh, immediate feedback from these users on the uh, positive and negative sides of the technology. We can further develop this technology. And also, as we call them reference labs, in the future, we hope that uh, they will provide an opportunity for other potential customers to uh, get information or uh, some uh, reference on the uh, operation of this technology. Uh, thereby they can judge whether they need whether they need this technology. So that is uh, that is the reference lab program, I would say. And our aim was to set up reference labs in major, in every major countries, uh, like in Germany, Austria, and also we would like to extend this uh, program for other countries like the United Kingdom, as I mentioned, major European countries like France, Spain, Italy, uh, Germany and also Poland probably. And after that, of course, uh, we, we can go to the United States as well. So that's also a possibility. Uh, the other type of intervention, interaction, I would say this uh, the scientific collaboration where we try to find partners who have some scientific question, uh, an interesting medical problem. And uh, they believe that uh, probably this problem can be addressed or can be solved by our technology. And these types of uh, interactions are a bit different because the major aim is to uh, investigate this specific question, which is raised by the partner, and after that, uh, publish the results. Actually, we have already uh, very nice examples. For example, uh, we have a very good and strong collaboration with uh, Professor Andreas Manken in Marburg. Andreas Manken is a professor of radiology at the Philips University of Marburg. And also he's the head of the Department of uh, Diagnostic and Interventional Radiology at the Marburg University Hospital. And uh, from the beginning, they were interested in the special use of uh, uh, our technology, digital variance and geography, or just short DVA, in some special cases, like for example, in patients with metal implants. You know, the metal implants might cause problems like the hip or uh, knee uh, implants might cause problems in the um, radiological in, uh, investigations because they modify the properties of the tissue and they have effect also on the automatic adjustments of the angiography system. Therefore, usually, 
uh, under these conditions, uh, unnecessary high uh, radiation might be used for the patients, for, for the studying of the patients, for investigating eczema in the patients. And uh, our paper, uh, we have already published two papers with this group. But the first paper was uh, very interesting because it showed that if you use digital variance angiography in patients with natal implant, we have the opportunity because we have a very substantial quality reserve. So we have the opportunity to somehow reduce uh, the radiation in these patients uh, uh, when we investigate these patients. I believe that we will continue this very fruitful collaboration with uh, further clinical studies to uh, substantiate this claim. Another very nice example of Professor Thomas Vogel in Frankfurt, who is the director of the Institute for Diagnostic and Interventional Radiology at the University Hospital Frankfurt. And also uh, he's a professor at uh, Johann Wolfgang Goethe University. Uh, so uh, he's a very well-known KOL, and we were very happy to initiate collaboration with him. He's a, a great expert, and uh, one of his special interests is in the um, embolization settings, like uh, prostatic artery embolization or uh, transartery uh, chemoembolization of liver tumors. And we have in, in initiated a very fruitful collaboration also with them. We have just recently submitted a paper on the prostatic artery embolization and the use of our technology in this uh, clinical setting. And we have very uh, promising results and we hope that uh, this technology, the DVA technology will really help the work of the physicians, interventional radiologists who work in this field. So how can the DVA technology help the embolization? interventions so actually one is that uh, you know the basic uh, advantage of the dva technology is that it has uh, it can provide a much higher quality image than the dsc technology from the same rows unsubtracted series so it means that we have uh, an improved image quality which means that uh, we have a kind of we call it quality reserve and this quality reserve can be converted to a dose management, which means that we can reduce the uh, radiation dose, or also we can reduce the amount of the contrast agents. Uh, so far, we have verified existence of this quality reserve, and in the subsequent and ongoing clinical studies, we try to uh, define the degree of the reduction, of how much reduction we can achieve uh, using this technology. So this is one possibility. And what are the major fields where the technology can bring new value? Uh, in the embolization settings, it is very important to see how successful was the intervention, which means that uh, when you at the operating table, you have to know during the, in the intervention whether you, uh, whether you achieved your aim or you have to work further because uh, if it's possible, it would be good to reduce the number of the sessions which are necessary. It's typical that, for example, in this uh, liver trans uh, arterial chemoembolization, that patients have to uh, return uh, to the site several times and they receive repeated treatments. But of course, uh, it is good if you somehow can reduce the number of the treatments and you can enhance the efficacy of the treatments. 
And for this purpose, we have developed a very effective tool. We believe this is a very effective tool, the so-called color-coded DVA technology, which might be very useful to judge uh, the efficacy of the intervention. In this, I wouldn't go now into the technical details, but the most important is that we believe that this technology might be a very good decision supportive tool for the uh, interventional radiologist to decide uh, on the quality and efficacy of the treatment. And now this is a whole big subject in itself. <clears throat> this could be the subject of a, a, another um, podcast, the color coded DVA. But so there's a quite large number of interventions done in, a, in the lower limb. How does DVA provide value for these? How could you test this in the reference sites? I would like to emphasize that, yes, we have started our work in Hungary, as I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the uh, podcast. And uh, our first and probably most important scientific advisor, uh, Professor Peter Shotoni, who is the chair of the vascular and endovascular department of vascular and endovascular surgery uh, at the Semmelweis University. He uh, gave us very, very useful advices uh, uh, concerning this technology and the potential benefits of this technology. And uh, we have initiated a lot of studies with them and also with Professor Balaj Nemesh, who is the chair of the uh, Department of Interventional Radiology, also at the Semmelweis University. Both of them work in, at the Heart and Vascular Center in Budapest, which is a major uh, tertiary uh, vascular center in Hungary. And uh, they gave us a lot of, lot of good ideas and advice uh, how to continue the development and also how we can use uh, this technology in peripheral artery disease patients. And uh, one direction was that uh, we have initiated studies on the potential, uh, pot pot potential uh, reduction of the radiation dose uh, in peripheral artery disease patients. And we found that uh, uh, our technology provides an opportunity for at least 70% reduction without compromising the image quality of the angiograms. And uh, actually, they have already started to use this technology, especially uh, in carbon dioxide-assisted uh, angiography and interventions, because in that case, uh, our technology has major advantages, uh, much, much better image quality and the lower radiation dose because of the uh, lower frequency, which is required for generating uh, good quality images uh, in this uh, carbon dioxide-assisted angiography. And uh, during these studies, uh, we have observed that uh, we have, and the technology has a, a special advantage uh, at the lower parts of the lower limb, uh, especially in the uh, crural and talocrural region, uh, because uh, DVA is able to visualize the small vessels much better than DSA technology. Therefore, uh, the interventional radiologist can make much better the therapeutic decisions, where to intervene and uh, what to do with the specific lesion. One of the major advantages of DVA is that uh, it can enhance the safety and efficacy of the below the knee interventions, which is very important because usually 
then uh, you would like to prevent uh, major complications of the peripheral artery disease like uh, amputation of the lower limb. Uh, these regions are first affected and uh, therefore these are critically important uh, for the limb saving uh, interventions. And in this respect, uh, DVA performs perfectly. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, this technology is already used in the daily routine at the heart and vascular center. And uh, they use it uh, for the patient's uh, diagnostic and also for the therapeutic interventional uh, procedures and the vascular procedures. As you saw from these, what I told you, uh, for us, it's very important to develop collaborative research network because it is very important for us that this technology uh, would, should be validated uh, in more and more diagnostic fields uh, or more and more um, indications. And therefore we are constantly looking for newer partners. Uh, we are looking for partners in the field of, uh, for example, neuroradiology, uh, because uh, we are also interested in these applications and also in any other pot potential use of the DVA technology. I would like to uh, tell you that we are open for uh, collaborative ideas. We welcome these uh, potential inquiries. Thank you to all our listeners for joining us today. And a big thank you to Janos from Kinepic for sharing your insight and wisdom with us. If anyone has any questions, throw or comment about the things we have discussed in today's podcast, be sure to get in touch with us. Looking forward to catching you all next time when we welcome another inspiration guest to the Kinepic Knowledge Base podcast. Hello. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.